Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Daybreak, the best place for you to get your weekly news and opinions. I'm your host, Pippa Schrader, and today we will get advice from listeners on their top picks for books you should read while being quarantined, or otherwise. Also, we will interview piano teacher and music director Mark Roselbacher and learn more about his job, and after the announcement break, a news tidbit on a woman who dreamed that she had swallowed her engagement ring, but when she woke up, found that she had actually swallowed it in her sleep. Now, let's get on with the show. Last week, at the end of the show, I talked about a poll people could take for their fav- to have their favorite book broadcasted on the show. And here are some listener responses on the best books to read, whether it's while being quarantined or otherwise. Colin is currently reading a book he recommends called Blowout by Rachel Maddow. This book offers an interesting look into the current oil and gas industry, focusing on the corruption and greed that dominates the role of our democracy. Wow, that's a large topic, and it's probably a really interesting book. If you want to read a few pages longer book, but still a very interesting classic, Tamara Anina suggests John Steinbeck's classic, The Grapes of Wrath. And they said that they had found some surprising connections between the struggles faced by families dealing with the Dust Bowl crisis and today's COVID-19 crisis. Layla said that some of her best reads are Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling, The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins, Born a Crime by Trevor Noah, Momo by Michael End, and The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger, and more. Wow. By the time I finish reading all these wonderful books... I think we'll hopefully hopefully be out of quarantine, and I'm sure I'll have much more knowledge under my belt. By the way, did you know that over 35 musicals were inspired by books? You may know some of them, such as Wicked, Once on this Island, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Our next guest was actually the music director of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for CTM, and his name is Mark Roselbacher. He's a piano teacher, but he also works in many other fields involving music and especially musical theater. Hi, Mark. Hey, Pippa. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Of course. So, Mark, how many instruments do you play? Um, That's a really good question. I It's hard to count, I think, because, you know, <laughs> I, I play piano. I, I play a little bit of guitar and ukulele and things like that. I just learned accordion recently for a show. Um, and I played percussion. Um, yeah, a, a number. <laughs> yeah. What show did you learn accordion for? Uh, it was a show called Indecent that was with Music Theater of Madison. It was a, it's a play that had music, so um, not not as much of like a you know straightforward example of a musical, but there were songs in it and it had music. And I was the music director. And what we had to do was there were three musicians and we were playing music um, and we were also a part of the show. So we were like actors on stage too. So I had to learn the accordion and then we played the whole show from memory also. It was a really fun challenge. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is your favorite instrument that you play? Is it like the accordion because you just learned how to play it or is it like piano? Well, it's pro- it's got to be the piano. That yeah. was my first instrument. <laughs> that's, the one I, that's the one I know the most, love the most, yeah. Yeah. And since you're a piano teacher, do you have, like, a favorite part of being a piano teacher? Or is there, like, a, um interesting happening? I don't know. There's the 
whenever okay so listeners mark is my piano teacher so that's one of the places i know him full but, disclosure yeah yeah um <laughs> but um i usually when we have piano lessons it's not very like there's not really like a monkey that comes in the room and it's not crazy but are there any other crazy things that have happened to you as a piano teacher um crazy things that have happened as a piano teacher not really i mean piano is not a very dangerous um thing you know the yeah. worst thing that could happen is you fall off the bench i think yeah <laughs> um i don't think crazy things would happen um but i think you you were also asking what did i what do i like about being yes, a piano teacher yes. um i was just saying this to a student this morning actually i like teaching most of all because that's a really good way to learn and I find, and I, it's always true, every time that I teach something, I also learn something. And, you know, sometimes it's learning how to explain something better to someone who doesn't know it yet. But sometimes I actually, you know, learn something about a piece of music or learn something about music. And, it, and I get to think of it, think about music in a way I hadn't thought of it before. Um, and that sort of stuff comes out while teaching. Wow. So, like, what's your, I'm just wondering, what musicals have you directed on sort of the other side of your sort of persona? Like, what musicals have you directed and what's sort of the one that you enjoyed the most? Uh, what musicals have I music directed? I've done, a, I've done a lot of them. Um, I've, been, I've been music directing musicals since I was in college, basically. Maybe one um, of the most recent doing... ones? Say again? Maybe one of the most recent ones. The most recent one was Peter Pan, uh, with the with the children's theater, which didn't unfortunately didn't get to have its public performances because mm -hmm. of the yeah. of the COVID nineteen mm -hmm. uh, mess. <laughs> but, but yeah, but that was we we got all the way up until our dress rehearsal, and then we had to shut down because of uh, our public performances would have been obviously too many people in the same room at once. Yeah. So, um, any others that you really liked, or was that one, like, so I, I know oh, that yeah. it was really I, sad. You know, I kind of, I love every show that I do, even if, um, even if it's a show, even if it's maybe music that I wouldn't necessarily love the mm -hmm. most, um, or, in, or whatever, um, you have sort of have to love every show that you do, because if you don't love it, then you're not going to, to do your best job on it right so yes um i find yes. i find something to love in every show that i do hmm. for sure yeah that 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 is a great philosophy to have um how did you get into your job like as a music teacher how and, did i get into my job as a music teacher and i guess music maybe music director yes i don't know i just um you know i i uh have always sort of just done things that I like doing. <laughs> so I I like doing music. So I ended up, you know, getting into music directing and, and doing musicals. And then at some point I just started someone, I think maybe just some people were asking me if I taught lessons. And I said, sure. <laughs> so I started teaching lessons. Um, and then it sort of grown from there. So, um, yeah, it's just, just jumped, something I enjoy. So I've, I've just sought it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering, have you ever written like a full score for a production and like what productions? Yeah, I've, um, I've composed a, a one kind of complete musical. 
um, that had what's called a reading. And that was, so that's where you do, where you have the, you have actors, uh, and they learn the music and they, they have the scripts. And what we do is you just read through everything and sing through all the songs, but you don't really do, you know, choreography or many costumes or things like that. So it's sort of an easier way to get a musical performed without lots and lots and lots of extra rehearsal. Um, but I had a reading of a show that I wrote with two of my friends, uh, that was called The Puppet. And it was a show about a puppet. Huh. <laughs> it was about a puppet that ran for president, to put it very simply. <laughs> wow, that's 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 pretty. Cool. Actually, I kind of want to see that. That would, that would be kind of fun to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you have any other jobs as well as a teacher um, for piano or a music director? Yeah, I um, I perform uh, fairly often in different different ways. I I used to play at a church every week for the church services. I don't do that anymore regularly, but, but I will still play um, here and there for different churches in town. Um, and that's fun because I get to play the organ a lot of times, which is another really fun instrument. Um, I will accompany for people. I, um, I have been accompanying for voice lessons at the UW in Whitewater um, and for recitals and things like that. So I do a lot of kind of, sort of related things um, to music directing and, and teaching. But um, but the cool thing about being a musician is you, it's like that every day is kind of a different day in what you need to do. Yeah, that sort of, yeah, like all the different jobs and sort of, yes, that, that's very cool. Um, so also I wanted to know what's your, who's your favorite like musician or singer and like your favorite album of theirs? Oh, that's too hard. You don't just have to have one. That's, you can... the, that's the hardest question you've asked me. Um, <laughs> you know, I can come up with an answer, but I might change it if you ask me five minutes from now. I think uh, one of my favorite albums of all time is an album by Billy Joel, who's a he's a singer and songwriter, and he plays mostly the piano, so you can see why I might like him. Um, mm-hmm. He has an album called The Stranger, which came out in like 1970, I don't know, 1976 or something like that, sometime around then. Hmm. Lots of great songs on that. Do you have any other, like, second favorites, or is that, like, your all-time? Mm. You know, if, if you go into musical theater, two of my favorites in musical theater are Stephen Sondheim and Jason Robert Brown. And oh. they have a whole yes. bunch of musicals by them that are some of my favorite musicals. Wow. So, yes. Yeah. So do you have something, like, are you working on, like, a music project right now, like a new score, or something else that would be interesting to listeners, like maybe you're writing a musical score or you're just sort of like, what are you doing for quarantining? <laughs> what do I do for quarantining? That's a good question. <laughs> a whole lot of lessons, actually. All my lessons, uh, for the most part, um, all my students are still taking lessons with me, but we're doing virtual lessons. Um, so that's keeping me pretty busy. Um, yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten... I, I, I thought I was going to have more time to do writing, but I haven't had as much time as I thought. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work on continuing to edit the musical The Puppet with my writing partners. And um, another another project, which is very, very much in the beginning stages, uh, with, an, with another writing partner that I can't say too much about, but yeah. Yeah. What do you predict for, like, the music industry after COVID-19? 
Oh, wow. That's a big question. I have no idea. Yeah. It's not really like <laughs> weather. Know, it seems I hard. Hope, I hope we can kind of just, I hope we're able to get back to, to normal. Um, and I hope maybe possibly there's sort of other positive things that come out of this. Like, yeah. you know, learning how to collaborate in different ways. Um, then maybe we can sort of use some of these lessons for when we don't have to be quarantined, but we can still find new and interesting ways to continue collaborating with each other. Yeah. So do you, um, I've heard that the place that I go to piano with you, um, uh, Madison, Monroe Street Street Art Center, Center, sorry. Um, they're going to have like a new building. So, um, are you excited about that? Like what's, what, what are they they going to do with the new building? Are you going to be able to have like a bigger space for piano? Yeah, I think there's going to be, so I think the rooms might be a little bit bigger and depends on which room you're comparing it to, but I think there's going to be a lot more studios, which will be cool. So we can, we can have a lot more students coming and a lot more teachers. Um, and it's just going to be a new building. So that'll be really exciting. And there's going to be nice open spaces and um it'll be right right near the trader joe so <laughs> yeah it's enough you always get if you any get if you get hungry sorry if you get hungry right. anytime you can just try to Joe's. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so um is there anyone like do you have any idols sort of like uh, the um question about who you like directors that you like and like just wondering who are the people that you really idolize or you look up to in your life? Yeah, I would say in terms of uh, kind of all the music for musicians, probably a lot of the people I mentioned, I really like Billy Joel and Jason Robert Brown and um, Stephen Sondheim. Um, another person who I really kind of uh, admire and in some ways try to try to sort of follow as an example is the, uh, it's the guy who was the original music director for Hamilton. Um, and he's done a ton of of work on Broadway and in movies and things like that. And his name is Alex Lacamoire. Um, and his sort of style of of having his his sort of way of having his career and his um, just the, the way that he carries himself and the way that he's uh, the way that he treats other people and also his just musicianship is really something that that I admire. Yeah. Um, would you recommend your career as sort of like a musician and a music director and a piano teacher? Would you recommend that to other people? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to really love it. So you can't sort of, you got to put in the work to it. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I know. I, I've, I've definitely um, have come across people who, who sort of say they want to do these sort of things, but then they don't want to, you know, practice or put in work or, or, you know, sacrifice as needed. So it's, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of hard work. Um, but yeah, it's really, really worth it if you do it. Yeah. Sort of like a labor of love. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can make money on it too, which is good. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I have one last question before you go. So I'm wondering, like, what is one of your favorite revivals of a play or a musical that you've seen or like what is like your all-time favorite like musical piece it could be I guess it doesn't have to be just a play it could be like or not a play a musical it could be like a concert or something by Steve like Stephen Songtime or 
I'm saying it wrong. Aren't okay. I? Um, Specifically a revival? Or it could be, it could be anything, I guess. Like what's your favorite, I'm just trying to get at this question. Like what's your favorite thing that you've seen of all time, whether it's music or it's like, like I said, a revival or it's like a theater performance or like, what was your favorite? Ooh. Yeah. That's another really hard question. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to answer your question about revival because I can answer that. How about that? Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> So I saw in New York, I saw the revival of the Rodgers and Hammerstein, Oklahoma. Um, and I've seen and been in productions of Oklahoma, but this was, this was just totally different, unlike anything I've ever seen. And it was, it was pretty amazing. Wow. So that was good. And do you have an answer to my second question? <laughs> favorite, favorite musical slash performance of all time? Yes. <laughs> uh. And don't worry, it can be yours if you if you want to. Yeah. Nah, it's so hard. It's so hard. You know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Some of my I can t- I can tell you some of my favorite performing experiences that that I think of. Um, one of my favorites that happened actually very recently was the was Peter Pan when we had we had our our final dress rehearsal and we and we had some people in the audience but not a lot but they, but everyone sort of knew it was our our only chance to perform for an audience so it was um, it was a really supportive crowd and that performance was really great um, it was a really special special moment wow yes that that is I just it seems it seems so hard to have a musical canceled and you're so close so yeah yeah, yeah. that's really hard but Thank you so much for talking to me, Mark. And yeah, that was really cool learning more about your jobs, your multiple jobs. Yeah, and you're welcome. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Bye. Bye. Take care. Right now, it's time for the announcement break. But after the break, we're going to have a story on a woman who accidentally lost her engagement ring in her sleep because she ate it. Well, swallowed it. But same difference. Anyway, we're also going to have a way you can participate on the show after the break. And make sure to stick around to the credits to tell you where to get this participation started. Thanks so much, and keep on listening. Support for this show comes from DNM Graphic Novel Library. DNM Graphic Novel Library is a library subscription service for kids, teens, and maybe even adults too, who love graphic novels. This is going to be a summer subscription service that costs seven dollars a month, and will be graphic novels delivered to your door every single week. Sounds pretty cool. Make sure to wait for details on this show. So stay tuned. Thanks, and now back to the show. Hi again, and welcome back to Daybreak. This week for our news tidbit, we went into the 2019 archives and found a very funny occurrence. In September, a 29-year-old woman named Jenna Evans accidentally swallowed her engagement ring in her sleep. But this was no midnight snack situation. I was having a very action-packed, exciting dream about a cargo train and some villains. Very James Bond. And in the dream, my fiancé told me I needed to swallow my engagement ring in order to protect it, I guess. Evans had explained to the Today Show. But, when she woke up from the dream in the middle of the night, 
Jenna, for a second, thought that she might have swallowed it down with a cup of water, like in her dream. But she told herself, and I quote, Who actually swallows their engagement ring? So she fell back asleep. The problem was, in the morning, her ring wasn't on her finger like it had been the night before. She had to tell her fiancé, Bobby Howell, that she thought that she had swallowed her engagement ring. After a trip to the urgent care room and a quick x-ray, the results were clear and that they were like what she had feared. I saw my rib cage and my spine and my engagement ring just sitting there waiting to be found, she had exclaimed. One of the doctors had decided that it wouldn't be safe to let the ring come out the back door because the 2.4 carat diamond could cause internal in injuries, but a consensus was made to do an upper endo endoscopy. When a small camera is inserted down the patient's throat with a small net on, on it to help bring the ring back out of her lower stomach. Now that the ring is safe, she's been happily married and is now a howl. But she knows that it's best to store your ring, while you're sleeping, of course, in a place that you cannot swallow it. Thanks for listening to this episode of Daybreak. I'm your host, Pippa Schrader. Well, that's it for our show, but make sure to subscribe so you do not miss any more shows like this. And before you go, I have a question that you've all been waiting to hear about the poll. This week's poll is, what do you like to draw? Maybe it's some kinds of animals, like a zebra or a goldfinch or some kind of parrot. I don't know, whatever you want. Or it could be like a person, like your mom, your dad, or someone you saw walking on the street, or yourself. Or it could be like some kind of like mythical creature. Maybe a unicorn or a pegasus. Anyway, whatever it is, make sure to send it in so then we can air your response on the show. Also, I have a big thank you to give for to this week's poll answerers, Tamara, Colin, and Nina, and also Layla. Also, a very big shout out to Mark Roselbacher, who was our interview today. Thanks so much, and Pippa signing off.